Okay, let me give you some uh, uh, background as to what has happened here. I believe that the first time the Lord really started to speak to me about this was in Jamaica. Uh, I was doing some reading, and uh, one of us, one of the speakers, talked about the Micah Project around the world. I hadn't, I knew when it was started because I attended the Billy Graham um, uh, conference. I think it was in Amsterdam over 20 years ago when this thing was first started. And actually, I didn't hear anything else about it until then. And I realized that the movement of what they call the Mike, they call it Operation Mike. No, they call it Project Micah, uh, the Micah Project, is still going on around the world. And that hit a chord because I remembered how he spoke about the poor of the world. And I started to do this study on justice in the Bible. And this is really revolutionizing my life as an old man. I, I really mean that. Because I've missed something in the Christian life. And this is the area that God has directed me on. And as I started to think about our own community and the fact that we really, now we're doing good work in many areas. As I mentioned before, the soup kitchen, uh, Operation In As Much, and we help people around the Warner uh, ministry. So we are reaching in, but it's only a few people who are doing it. And I thought that it would be important for us as a church to make an impact, as the people of God, families going, children and everything else into the neighborhood. And I wanted to do that for one major reason. Calvary Bible Church did not have a good reputation in the community in the back of us. In fact, when I first came here, I did a little survey around because I wanted to start a ministry with the young men and using our parking lot for doing basketball and everything else. We wanted to do that. And as we did some talking, the people did not like Calvary Bible Church. They thought it was a proud church. In fact, they call it a white church. That's the perspective that they have. Of course, they, they could probably come and visit and see that that's not true. But that's the impression that they have anyway. We had a negative uh, uh, reputation for, on the most part for, for that. And I said, hey, I think the best way that we could begin to remove that is rather than seeing one or two people come in the community, the whole church goes. And we go during the time we normally have church. You see? So no one have an excuse, I can't come. If you could come to church, you should be able to go to that. And so that's the reason why we did it in that fashion. And I believe God really honored that. I believe that the people of God made a good and a positive impact, and I believe that the people there, for the most part, are getting a different perspective is being changed concerning Calvary Bible. <clears throat> now, what we'd like to do from here on in is, is we don't want to see this community as simply a project for us to do things and to act nice and kind towards and just by giving a little bit of food here, a little bit of food there. We want to go a little deeper than that. And so what we want to do now is to develop or devise a plan where we could go back into the community to talk to the people. All right? To talk to them, find out from them what their needs are. And I see two stages in that. One is where we go into the homes individually, and then when we invite the community to come here to Earl Auditorium, we will talk to them 
on a basis where they're all together as well. You understand what I'm saying? Get feedback. So when we start to work in the community, we're going to be doing something that we know the community needs and wants. You see? Now, the two other steps you're trying to take. There's a park, as you know. Uh, what, do they, what do they call it? Uh, right over here, right near the Saxons. Nation's Editions Park. You should as well go. Anyway, there's a park here. Huh? Which one? Yeah. Okay. And we want to have a, ga- a meeting there as well where we begin to share the gospel, but not just to preach to them, also have something where we can distribute items or food that the people need as well. The idea is that in 2010, this will be the area we concentrate on in doing justice. Tonight I was going to explain what that means, but I don't think I'll get into it because I wouldn't have time to develop it. So I'll present the message that I had for tonight. Next Wednesday morning, it means I could talk a little longer. Uh, to show you that what we are doing really is a demonstrating, manifesting to the people in this community who God is like. God is a just God. That doesn't mean that God just does things that are just. It speaks about his character. And justice has to do with the holiness of God. And so in actuality, and we're going to demonstrate from Scripture, what we, have, what we did on that Christmas Lord's Day was to demonstrate the holiness of God by our actions. We were actually, and I'm going to show you from this from Scripture, you might not see this or believe this, but this is true. We actually was demonstrating what God is like in His holiness. It was an act of worship. And that's how God received that. It's an important thing for us to understand. This isn't charity. This is entirely a different experience or event. This has to do with manifesting the character of God in our neighborhood. God is a just God. He does what is right to all people. That's what we're doing. And we want to demonstrate that from Scripture to give us the understanding that we are in the will of God when we do this. And there's nothing better than knowing that we are in the will of God. Amen? Now, as I said, this is what we will be demonstrating here to show that as God's people, our worship does not just end here with singing and giving our offering and praising. That's one aspect of it. But you're going to see that God is looking for worshipers who go beyond that. You look at Scripture you find that it is God who is seeking worshipers. It's not worshipers who are seeking God. God is seeking worshipers. How does he know when he finds genuine worshipers? Micah 6 8 tells us when he finds those who are doing justice. Doing justice in the community around us. And you're going to see that this is an extension of the mandate that God himself gave to Jesus Christ. To care for the poor. And to manifest righteousness throughout the earth. 
And one passage of scripture, it says to the islands as well. And that's what God means, to the islands. And so I want you to get it in your mind, in your heart, that what we are about here is not just an quote-unquote an evangelistic outreach. It's not just uh, doing charity. No, no, no. We are reflecting, we are manifesting the character of God. It's an act of worship that we are involved in. I want you to get a hold of that, because that's so important. And that's what took a hold of my own soul in reading and studying these passages on justice. God is a just God. That's his character. And that is manifested in doing good for those who are around us. That's what we're about to do here. So those are the steps we're taking. To go right back right now, um, I'll have to consider that one. And I'm going to be talking to our men who are involved in this to get some more feedback on this one. But I just don't want them to see us as somebody who's coming out to give them freebies all the time. That's not the idea as well. We want to do this as a means of demonstrating who God is like. And the people of God here, members of the incredible body of Christ, are doing this because we're doing it to show what God is like. We don't want them to like us as much as we want them to love God. Amen? That's the idea. Any questions or comments? Would you take the mic there, please? It's not that others can't. I can't myself. You know, I'm getting on in age here. I, I did not um, um, mention anything at the beginning, but you hit a key note there. Because I work in the social field of people who, who come to my facility and see the amount of, what you call it, homeless or displaced social people, and once they get there, um, they're so much dependent upon the system. And I see the church going out there and doing this. I wonder how we as a church would get them to understand we are not only a social group. That, that's, that's a very good point. And that's one of the reasons why we want to talk to them face to face. Said it just now that hit a key chord in my spirit. How would we, as a church, not get them to understand we are not a social gospel church? Yeah, that's all I want to make right, comment. That's what I want to be careful for. That's why I don't want to go every week passing our groceries. That defeats the purpose altogether. Other churches, not other churches, well, they could do that as well, but other organizations could do that. We want to be able to do this with a different motivation, with a different purpose in mind altogether, you see. And there's no eye of just feeling that they could get freebies. That's why we want to talk to them and show them where perhaps their own responsibility comes in. So it's an ongoing thing uh, that, uh, uh, that we will um, uh, go about in trying to do what is best for the community, but always with the idea of preaching the gospel not only by words, 
but by deeds as well. Uh, just listen to this passage of scripture before we go. Um, Micah 6, 8, of course, is the passage I always want to remember. He said, God has showed you, O man, what is good. What is that word? What is good? And what does the Lord require of you? In other words, what does this good God require of his people to do to be good like him? To act justly. To love mercy. And to walk humbly with our God. Now I started to do a study, a word study, following through on this justice. In Isaiah 30 verse 18, God says through the prophet, Therefore the Lord longs to be gracious to you. And therefore he waits on high to have compassion on you. Isn't that a fantastic concept? The Lord waits to have compassion on you. You know, we like to feel the Lord just gives out compassion just like that all the time. He's waiting for a certain action on our part, attitude on our part. Therefore, he waits on high to have compassion for you. Now, notice this phrase. And this is the one that got me. For the Lord is a God of justice. God is a God who does what is good. What is right? How blessed are all those who long for him. I wrote a quote in somebody that I was reading, a fellow by the name of Samuel. He said, The Bible says, But the Lord Almighty will be exalted by his justice. The Lord God Almighty will be exalted. By his justice. Normally we like to say that, you know, he, God uh, uh, dwells on the praises of his people. And we like to talk about praise and singing and worship. And how we uplift on God through all that kind of a worship. But notice what this text says. The Lord Almighty will be exalted by his justice. His justice that is manifested through his people doing that is good. And the holy God will show himself holy by his righteousness. God revealed his holiness in his commitment to justice. Now that's, that's another passage that gripped my heart and gripped my soul. Notice what it says. This is Isaiah chapter 5 or 16. The holy God will show himself holy by his righteousness. Think about that now. Just don't read it and let it go. The holy God will show himself holy by his righteousness. By doing that which is right, we see the holiness of God. The holiness of God is manifested in righteous deeds. Deeds of justice. Here's a note I made. God revealed his holiness in his commitment to justice and to righteousness. Holiness, therefore, is not simply an idea or a concept. Holiness tells us who God is. It's his character. And so it is very important for us to understand that when we talk about justice, we are talking about the character 
of God. Did you get that? I want you to understand this now. This is what we're doing here under Operation Micah is rooted in the Word of God. It is very important to understand that when we talk about justice, we are talking about the character of a holy God. And therefore, I believe, that when we are recovering justice in the church, and I think that's what we are doing here under Operation Micah, recovering justice. We need to recover again an understanding of what it means to understand God as a holy God. The text says, God will show his holiness by his justice. Are you getting this? This is a fantastic concept. The triune God is a God who is characterized by justice. Justice, then, reflects the character of God. And what really struck me here, the core of this text, is that God will show his holiness by his justice. What an amazing, awesome thought this is. God demands that we do justice. God demands that we live out justice in our lives. And when we do that, we demonstrate the holiness of God, what he is. Do you understand what I'm getting at? When we do justice, when we live in a just way, by helping the poor, because all of these texts we'll see in our study centers around helping the poor, demonstrates who God is. And I'm still exploring the amazing Implications and ramifications of this concept. Read one, I'll give you one more scripture and then we'll close. This is Isaiah again. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots a branch will bear fruit, speaking of Jesus Christ. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and power. The spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord has to do the either with serving and worshiping him. Notice now, speaking of Jesus. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes. Or decide by what he hears with his ears. But he will judge with righteousness the needy. With righteousness, he will judge the needy. Now listen to the word of God. With justice, he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. Did you get that? He will show who he is, the whole world, especially the poor. He will show that he is holy by being a righteous God. How does he do that? his people. We're going to see that Jesus Christ came to fulfill this mandate. He left and he passed this mandate on to us to preach the gospel to whom? The poor. This is what it says in Isaiah. Here is my servant whom I uphold, speaking of Jesus Christ, my chosen one in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him. This is the only way that this could be done. 
to the spirit. Not just somebody feeling like doing a charitable work. This makes it different. I will put my spirit on him and he will bring justice to the nations. He will bring justice. He will demonstrate who he is, his holiness, by bringing justice to the nations. Who does he use to do that? He doesn't use sticks and stones or angels. He uses you and he uses me. And so I'm saying to you, this is how we have to view ourselves when we go into this community. We are there manifesting what a holy God is like. We are doing justice. That's what I want to get across to the members of the incredible body of Christ here. We live out the holiness of God by reaching out to the poor, the needy, and the underprivileged. Not just an act of charity. It's a demonstration of the character of God. You get that? Do you? I hope you do. Because that's what driving, that's what, that's truth is what is driving me in this whole endeavor. Let's close with a word of prayer. We'll deal with this more next Lord's Day morning. Father, thank you for your word. Truly, it amazes us more and more as we get into your word and we study it more and more. We understand the depth of your wisdom and we understand what truth is all about, especially this aspect of justice, Father, and doing what is right to the underprivileged, the poor, the needy, the widow, the orphan, the underprivileged, those who are brokenhearted, Lord, You've left us here to heal the brokenhearted, to minister to the underprivileged, to give to the poor, to feed them, to clothe them, because in so doing, we demonstrate what you will let. Father, help us to be faithful in this area. Thank you for your people here. Thank you for the desire to be like you and to demonstrate that by being willing to go into a neighborhood that may pose all kinds of threats, but yet, because of their love for you and their desire to be obedient to your word, they go knowing that a righteous and a just God is with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Selah. Think and act on these things.